0: Like Nose to the Hourglass, these are the songs of our lives. And welcome to the latest episode of songs for our lives. I am Brad Rose. I'm a musician, a composer, a writer, the founder of Foxy Digitalis and someone who thinks about sound and music far more than is healthy. Each week I invite on a guest, often a musician, and we talk about the songs that have kind of left their mark and been with them on whatever journey they're on. I don't know. It's the, you know, the stuff that's important you can't get away from, um, this week, my guest is the one and only Andrew Weathers. Um, I'm was really, really excited to have Andrew on here. Cause I think he has been, he's been part of in one way or another of so much music over the last, I don't even know how long decade plus, um, that has been really important to me, uh, you know, Beyond, like, his own music and his own projects, you know, his solo stuff, uh, his duo with Gretchen Cosmo Windtide, which I love that stuff. I quick mention of their tape on notice tapes that came out towards the end of 2023. Um, he also is an audio engineer and has mastered so many incredible records and really helped those records shine. So, Andrew's Andrews awesome, and um, we had, we had so much fun. This was just I don't know, like when we were we we did this over Zoom and it was just it kind of it just made my day. We did it, I think, like pretty early in the day and like you know mid morning, and it just really, God, I just I remember walking away from it just thinking like, gosh, this was just fulfilling. Um, so highly recommend checking out his newest record, "A Cardinal with a Sign of Blood." It is a absolutely beautiful, tremendous record, and it is unlike anything. Um, I don't, I can't think of a record I've heard that sounds like this that is conceptually like this yeah i just can't get enough of it um is out now on full spectrum which is the label that he co-runs and talk about a rabbit hole of incredible music but anyway as i mentioned we recorded this on zoom i don't know a couple weeks ago a month ago and had a wonderful time made me feel really good i hope it does the same for you My guest today is a musician a songwriter and has genuinely probably mastered i don't know 653 of my favorite records of the last decade so um welcome to the show andrew weathers yeah, thanks. <laughs> um okay so before we get into this like i said i want to talk about um the new record a cardinal with the sign of blood um I know you, you've talked about how like this record is sort of the, one of the most important records to you that you've ever made. And I'm just curious if you could talk about that a little bit Is like, like, you know, what is like, what about this record has really, I know that like, you know, they all mean a lot, right. All our records are our children or whatever, but what is it about this one?
1: <laughs> I think, you know, it, it like, uh, it happened to hit, um a bunch of really different things where it it is um you know it's a record that is about like my family and uh specifically my dad that I was working on um i was working on it while he was like extremely ill and then uh after and i and i finished it after he passed away and so oh, wow that timing was, um, you know, important in terms of Mm -hmm. just like being able to conceive of something huge in my life. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we all use music to kind of like cope with things and try to understand the world around us. Um, Mm -hmm. and this record's different. And just from a, a creative standpoint, like, I think it's, it, it, uh, I made this record in a really different way, um, from anything else that, um, that I've made. And, um, it felt it was a really satisfying creative process, um, that I think resulted in some music that honestly, like, I don't know of anybody making music like this. I don't know if music like this Mm -hmm. exists and, um, even for myself, it just was an entirely different thing. Um, so, you know, it just, it just happened to hit some important like you know, life milestones, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think it comes across in the record and it's just something that I'm, I'm pretty proud of. And, you know, is the first, I've, I've released some LPs under my old, um, Andrew Weathers ensemble moniker, but this is the first LP that I've released, um, under just my own name um and that's you know uh my it's like that you know we all know records are like an investment of time and money and like that's the intention It's like Mm -hmm. this is something that was worth spending a lot of money on trying to do the best in the best possible way um and so i hope that that comes across but yeah that's that's kind of the brunt of it
0: yeah no i mean that makes a lot of sense yeah i'm really i was really intrigued but because there's a lot of ta- talk about tapes that your father made of very, it was mm-hmm. was I, I mean i guess the answer to this is yes but so he was was he documenting stuff like that like all the time
1: it's i mean it's really funny um there there were a lot of just like random answering machine tapes and like Thing, things like that that mm-hmm. um, I was drawing from. And that was a lot of the kind of more found sound elements um, where mm-hmm. it would just be this weird recording of like, you know, room sound or whatever. Um, but there was also this stack of it was like quarter inch reel to reel that obviously was from when my dad was a kid. And I don't, I don't know why he would have had this thing. Like I don't know who gave it to him, uh, but just judging by like the the time frame of things, I think it was when he was, you know, twelve or thirteen. Um, and it, it there was that was I think where the the most interesting things came from, where he was kind of recording. It sounded like dinner yeah. parties, um, and then <laughs> recording like conversations that his. Uh, his sister my aunt was uh, having like on the phone and I'm you know you can just see a kid just like, like putting Christ. a microphone under the door <laughs> or whatever um, but then there were also um, one one tape in particular was his recording of his him and his friend John McKeithen kind of having this experience where they you know were seeing UFOs and kind of Oh, uh, communicating with aliens in this way that kids do, and like running around the neighborhood, and that was you know that story of that childhood experience was something that my dad told me his whole life.
0: Wow, that's yeah, um, that's so cool. Did yeah? So did did you have any idea about? I mean, like, how did you find this stuff, or did you, did you have any idea like he had done like made these recordings or anything until?
1: No, I had no idea. It's, it's kind of like, you know, my, my folks both retired and my mom has been going through, mm-hmm. like simultaneously doing a bunch of like family genealogy stuff and, and also just going through boxes and boxes of photos and yep. like just memorabilia boxes. And she basically just handed me a stack of like t- real tapes and cassette tapes and all these things. And she was like, you, I think you can deal with this. Can you digitize all of this, um, for me? And, and of course I, it is, I, I wasn't intending to like make a record out of it, but I was just going through these tapes for my mom. So she, um, could have a, a, you know, a record of these and throw away the, you know, the physical tape and clean up her house a little bit. Um, and, you know i just did i did enough of those tapes and i started just like pulling out chunks as i went and i was like this is kind of an interesting mm. sound like this thing is weird um and so i had, suddenly i ended up with all of this material and started constructing something around it
0: that's so interesting i th- and i think it's interesting too just thinking about that like these ways that maybe we are you know because obviously you have made a life out of Recorded sound and, <laughs> and like these ways that, oh, we have these connections to our parents or our family that maybe we didn't even know about. And, um, it's just, it's really fascinating to like listening to the record then and thinking about all these different contexts and relating it to my life in different ways. I mean, it's, yeah, it's really, it's really special.
1: Yeah. I think it's a special thing. And it, and it is, um, sound is something that we can we can work with in this very like alive way um of it we we have this sound like playback and and for those moments we can kind of like reach into the past or reach into mm-hmm. our own memory or or whatever and um that's kind of thinking about sound um in that way as like some form of time travel um Mm -hmm. was why there's a couple pieces on the record that are duets and those are recordings of my dad just like practicing clarinet or, or piano or whatever as a kid that i um i i kind of manipulated those recordings and then played them back using um my grandfather my dad's dad his old violin as kind of a speaker Hmm. and a resonator and so i was improvising guitar along with that and so trying to just make this uh this kind of um density of memory um for myself um Hmm. where i'm listening to my family and it it was kind of um intense to do just (laughs) at my studio just (laughs) working with this stuff (laughs) yeah i mean it's
0: and it's it's interesting in that way. like sound is this i mean it's it is a way of time traveling because it's like a way of being in the room with that person and communicating in a way even like across it's yeah it's so cool that's amazing
1: yeah and i think it's like that's kind of that aspect of sound is kind of what to me um this whole uh, songs of our lives feels like is that like we have these kind of vectors to um, engage with really dense memory and, and uh, like sense of self and Mm -hmm. it's, you know, songs are one thing, but we also have like soundscape and um, found sound to do this. And that's kind of, you know, that that's largely the intention of of the record
0: yeah no that's absolutely i mean that's doing these episodes it is less about it become it becomes less about the songs and it's amazing how you get to know somebody just by you know talking about these songs so well i guess that is the perfect segue to, to to get into this so to start what is the first song that you remember
1: the the first you know i was thinking about this and um first memories are really funny um i uh i can't remember the a specific time of hearing this song but um, t- my my mom um loves motown music like that that i think is like her her favorite music of all time nice. and so obviously the temptations my girl is like maybe maybe uh, i'm sure this is debatable by people who are more deep into it but that's like kind of the pinnacle of that music um and that's it's a song that i remember just being around me all the time and having these focused moments of you know that song coming on somewhere my mom just like reacting like oh hell yes (laughs) like (laughs) this this is it and um kind of experiencing that those those are the, my first memories of experiencing like deep love of music and Mm -hmm. seeing like what the value of this is in our lives. Um, and it's a brilliant song of course.
0: Yeah. I mean like what a, what a banger to be your earliest memory.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, That's cool. Yeah. I, I I always think it's interesting too. Like, like early memories are really interesting thing. And I think for, A lot of us, um, they're often very, for obvious reasons, closely associated to our parents. Like, um, for me, it's like Beach Boys and Bob Dylan records, and it's, and it's the same. And they still like even those songs, even though it's not necessarily something I'm gonna I put on all the time, listen to all the time. It's like anytime I hear one of those songs, it just it's like it it has this I have this reaction that I can't control in a way and it's yeah it's really cool
1: um, yeah, yeah i mean it's it's huge to to kind of live yeah. with these this music is really an amazing thing because like the beach boys are huge in my life too um that was yeah. um you know some of my folks favorite music and mm-hmm. and that was like early music that i also kind of started to adopt as my own
0: yeah yeah same <laughs> yeah. um well that's cool well I guess thinking about the emotion of it all what what is the song that will make you that often makes you cry or at least if it doesn't make you actually cry makes you feel you know that feeling yeah
1: (laughs) you know it's it's like uh these days it doesn't take much to make me cry uh (laughs) so (laughs) music especially but i think um uh do you know this band oscar
0: i i don't it's funny i because i make i made notes about all these things and it's like i don't know this band but i know like i don't i don't know what our age difference is um yeah but it's like i have it's like the bands that were i don't know uh, five years before this that were doing this it's like i have that same experience so it's like i hadn't heard this but i felt it (laughs)
1: yeah it's like you know you know the zone it's in like they they put out like two records on epitaph uh in the early 2000s and Mm -hmm. like kind of uh disappeared after that i think that they were probably like 18 when they were recording this music um but their second record idol will kill is like legitimately i think it's a perfect record like it's (laughs) if not my favorite record of all time like one of my favorites wow and i've i've lived with that record my whole life like it came <laughs> out i think when i was like 11 or 12 and somehow i found it and like wow. it's been with me since then and yeah. uh so this my the song kinetic on that record um it's like in the back half of the record is just i i kind of like weep on hearing it almost no matter what and um it's it's this song and you can hear that he's like a young dude like a teenager kind of like Mm -hmm. coping with the fact that he's getting old and like losing steam a little bit and you just see this you now like I'm 35 and I and I see that I'm like, dude, you're 20. Like shut right. the fuck <laughs> up. But but there it, it's really uh there's a thing about it, this kind of like um weird navel gazing, like uh woe is me feeling that I just it just brings me back to like kind of all of these different moments where this record has helped me. Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, it's, I, you know, I was thinking about it when I was like putting this, this list together that like, I've spent 20 years with music by Oscar. Um, Yeah. And that's, that's really kind of nuts. And so (laughs) all of those songs but kinetic in particular just has so much like buried in it and and within it for me that like i can't i can't even really explain why i cry to that song in particular but it's just that's just the one you know
0: yeah no i get it i mean i when i was yeah like 14 in that eight like west coast punk and i don't know where they're from but like west coast punk was like this very i mean obviously i have a fucking podcast about
1: rancid like yeah yeah <laughs> i mean they're it's like they're from san diego like it's it's that same <laughs> yeah and yeah.
0: and there are songs like the like not this song but songs like this where yeah it just puts me in a very specific place and i can feel the emotion and you know when you're yeah like i mean shit, i'm 44 and hearing a 20 year old think you know think about like oh i'm getting old it's like dude yeah. but i also remember being like 20 and 21 and thinking and i was and at the time i was working some shit retail job with a bunch of like 17 and 18 year olds and thinking like god i am yeah. i'm old i'm getting like i can't keep up with these kids <laughs>
1: yeah um
0: but yeah no i i like i said i hadn't heard this but it was I. there's a lot of stuff that we will talk about that i'm like i haven't heard this this band but i know this thing (laughs) yeah um well on the okay kind of on the opposite side of that like what is a song that will always put you in a better mood
1: um do you know this uh this group um uh highwaymen that was like kind of like a country music super group
0: yeah it was like the country version of like the traveling wilburys or something right?
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like waylon and willie and johnny cash and chris christopherson and um they so there's this their hit is also called highwayman um I love it. and yeah and it's and it's amazing and it's like fucking johnny cash singing about being an astronaut and like all this it's just such a nutty tune Um, but the production is really, it's in that kind of like eighties country politan mode Mm -hmm. that, that I love. Um, and like when the, the town that I I lived in for a long time, Littlefield is the hometown of Wayland Jennings. And so Mm. when we bought the property and like, we're getting ready to move out there, got really deep into Wayland Jennings. Um, and like this at at the same time there's like a documentary of about the highwaymen coming out oh, and wow. it really is this thing where they're like uh these four dudes they're just kind of best buds and made a band to hang out with each other and like play <laughs> all of their favorite tunes together and it just kind of like that particular song just encompasses a lot of like hope and and um uh the kind of um you know really the the point of music for Mm. me which is like being with the people that i love and so that that tune and it's just like it just rips it's just a great song
0: yeah it's uh, one of my notes here is it's like johnny cash and willie nelson hanging out on a yacht being weird
1: yeah i mean that's the whole thing yeah and (laughs) it's like the all the they're each like singing about this like weird reincarnation <laughs> right. thing of just like I was a highwayman, but then I came back as a <laughs> sailor or whatever. Yeah. And it's just it's so it's like really bizarre. Yeah,
0: I I remember yeah. when I first heard this, it's I mean a long a while ago, and just my first reaction being I mean, like, What the fuck? And then just yeah. but it's yeah, there's a level like you said, it's a bunch of dudes hanging out with their friends, having a good time and making and like that feeling and that sort of spirit is so embedded in the music that you, yeah i can totally understand why this would put you in a better mood like you can't help but smile when you listen to this
1: (laughs) yeah yeah totally
0: and and like anything like those four dudes are up to come on (laughs) um well what Andrew Weathers is objectively (laughs) the best song of all
1: time. This, dude, this was a really hard one. Um, Good. I I mean, obviously. (laughs) Um, But I think that, like, uh, this American analog set is, um, like, I think maybe the, the, like, pinnacle of a rock band to me that they had this like very particular sound and they they've gone for it for years um Mm -hmm. and also i've just been thinking about them because they just released their first record in 18 years (laughs) it's it's fantastic you know um and like i haven't really heard anybody talk about it or anything except for mari who's like the only other person who loves (laughs) set um that i know um
0: that tracks <laughs> yeah
1: yeah but yeah uh but their song it's like the first song on um no by heart is punk as fuck and i think it's just it's a perfect song like the tone of the snare drum is great like it's catchy without being um cor- like sing-songy or corny mm-hmm. uh the vocals are perfect and it just it has this like very particular mood and especially as an album album opener it's just like it it hits and you know like it kind of like contains the rest of the record within mm-hmm. it and yeah that's just an amazing thing to do um as just a songwriter and um yeah i i just love that song so much i love that band so much and um yeah
0: i think that's like a really both of those things being able to yeah take your entire album and encapsulate it in a song in a way that doesn't feel like yeah i don't know that feels so hard to me and but also what you were saying about how it's like so catchy but it's not corny like yeah walking that line like to be as catchy as this is like there's songs that are catchy and you know like corniness doesn't even enter into it but like there's a level of catchiness that it's almost always corny I feel like this song gets there without the core. I don't know. I don't know how they do it. It doesn't seem, again, it doesn't feel like it's possible to do, but.
1: The the whole AMN set thing doesn't seem possible where it's, it's so focused that it, it kind of, to me, it reads a lot like the, um, like the first Velvet Underground record where it's just this like weirdly primordial music that just. Mm it's feels like it's always been there and mm-hmm. uh that it is totally effortless and just existed and the band just kind of like pulled it <laughs> out of the air for us and, and is now doing it
0: yeah no that and it's really interesting too thinking about that because because there are uh, there i don't know if there's a lot of music like that but like i think about like a lot of terry riley stuff to me or like laraji yeah. those are musics that feel like they exist in the ether and they just pull them down okay. for and they're there and but this kind of music that, to have that feeling again seems impossible
1: <laughs> totally 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 and i think i really i'm convinced that like that feeling comes from like sets uh like willingness to be repetitive where there's so many mm. sections on all their records where they're just like grooving on a thing and mm-hmm. you just sit with it and it's great it's perfect
0: yeah and i think they're also one of those bands that and this, yeah, this is something i think about a lot like when you hear what something of theirs whether it's their stuff that just came out or their like you know it's them and they have and it's like their sound is their sound and it's not you know some bands it's like you got an album come out, and then two years later, here's your next album that sounds totally different. It's this totally other yeah. thing. And then which, you know, do what you want. Either thing is great. I always use Phil Neblock as an example. He's done the same thing for sixty years and he's the best <laughs> to ever do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel World. like they're kind of in that vein where it's like they have their thing and they are just so good at it and it's, they're just constantly refining that thing. And yeah. uh yeah.
1: Yeah. Well and and it's weird, like I I I could just not be aware, but I don't feel like anyone has glommed on to their, their thing and yeah. tried to make like, oh, we should start a band that sounds like a man set or whatever. Um, Cause I don't, I don't know how you'd even do that.
0: Yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe people have tried and then quickly realized, oh, this is,
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is a no go. <laughs> um,
0: well, I think that like, that is an answer I never would have seen coming, but I love it. And that's why I love, oh, okay. like, it's great um okay well let's move on from the greatest song ever written to a song that what's a song you used to love but now it's a bit not so great
1: (laughs) well i mean it's it's funny because it's like i um i still kind of love it but i hear (laughs) this song and and just you know it's really embarrassing but um uh, the band Underoath, for a long time was was one of my favorites in high school. Um and their like the single on I guess what was their their blow up album, um They're only chasing safety was reinventing your exit. And it's just like kind of the the like quintessential, like early aughts mainstream screamo song it's like it's catchy there's a guy singing like too high in his range there's another guy screaming a lot and like they're all wearing like very tight pants and um i it's you know i hear it now and i'm just like oh this is like really awful songwriting this is just like constructing a song in the most boring way possible but for it just you know it's catchy it hits and it is like uh you know it is an example of this very specific era that uh sucked <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: i've i'm still laughing at the tight pants thing but um yeah yeah there is a, there is a lot of screaming there is it yeah i don't know it i feel yeah. like i've heard a lot of stuff that sounds vaguely like this and i know a lot but it's just better (laughs) um
1: yeah yeah but again yeah yeah. i mean (laughs) they 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 blew up they were huge for a long i mean i feel like they're they're probably still huge honestly their recent records are really good um but it is it's just like it feels like cash grab music you know
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's a good description. Uh, Well, on the kind of flip side of that, what's a song that most people, a lot of people, some group of people hate, but you don't give a shit. You love it. You
1: know, know, I've played multiple venues that have a little sign backstage or uh, like on the stage that say, no wagon wheel. Uh, (laughs) You are not allowed to play the song Wagon Wheel. Um, Oh my God. And... Uh, I get that Uh, <laughs> because we've all heard that song so many times, but I really love that song. I love it too. And it's like, it's not just because I'm from North Carolina and they talk about <laughs> Raleigh and all of this shit. But like, I, I think it's a great song. Like embarrassingly, um, in the early days that I was touring, um, I would often, I like have a banjo and, um, I would busk like before in the afternoon before shows or whatever, to try to like make a little extra money to to get through because <laughs> I was playing like laptop ambient and, uh, not, you know, there's no right. audience for, yeah. for that. Um, <laughs> and so, you know, and I would play wagon wheel among a, a lot of other songs, but it's, it's, i get why people hate it it's i i don't i don't fault them and the darius rucker version is not as good as the old crow medicine show version in my opinion um
0: yeah i i like i'm there for the like, the original or the old crow medicine the old yeah. whatever the fuck um <laughs> i love it too i'm with you like i i oh, get yeah. i get it but i'd love it and and isn't like the story of it somewhere like where it was like part of it like was written i don't know a lot long time ago then it was like 25 years later they recorded the rest of it or some crazy i don't know i swear yeah it, some... i think like
1: the, the chorus is like an unrecorded bob dylan song or yeah. something like there is some i don't know exactly but you, there is some story to it
0: yeah well if if yeah. i ever get you up to tulsa then bring put wagon wheel in the set and oh <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh man okay um well do you do you think of yourself as a romantic um (laughs) may
1: it's like maybe yeah it it, that is one of those things where like i think there are like maybe like six people on the earth who would say that i'm a romantic and the rest of the people on the (laughs) earth would never uh, know you know Um, I
0: i relate to that very much yes
1: <laughs> yeah which probably is like it's for the best that it's that way yeah. um, <laughs> right but, well, uh,
0: so on that note what what do you think is the most romantic song
1: i this one i had a hard time with um because it's like there is this thing of just like you know how how we think of um romantic music as as being like you know like Sade or or something like that um Mm -hmm. and like I really I love I love R&B and I love music like that um and there is like a really like wonderful sense of romance to that music um Mm -hmm. but ultimately I kind of felt like felt like um the there's a smog song called truth serum Um, that I think is really sweet mm-hmm. and um, like it has been in my life as like a, a romantic um, marker. Um, and it's, I think it has this really um, beautiful kind of like quietude and delicacy mm-hmm. that feels like it. Do- it doesn't feel like hot. But it feels um like really quiet romance mm-hmm. um in a way that I relate to and really love. Um
0: yeah. I no, I, I, I really like this one too. I think it's there I think that yeah, that lightness of it. I think one of the things for me that really sort of like heightens the romantic vibe of it is like is Jim White and the way he plays drums on it. And yeah it's it just it kind of focuses all that energy or something. And then just, you know, I'm, I'm a sucker for a duet like this with yeah. like get Callahan and shit. I can't remember who the other vocalist is now. Uh, but yeah. Um, it's yeah. What a, what a song.
1: Yeah. It's a really beautiful song. And I think that, that like kind of kicker of like, honey, I love you. And that's all you need to know. is just like it's huge, just pretty crushing
0: yeah yeah it is uh it's great choice yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) well what is a song that changed your perspective on an artist and it's funny when i wrote this question i was thinking of it like who like in a positive way like you heard a song and it changed your perspective on somebody for the better but then i did one of these one of the early episodes and somebody read it the took it the other way of like Oh, this song told me this this group was done like they were terrible uh, <laughs> i was like oh yeah. that's really interesting so now i'm always wondering like oh where are people gonna go with this so
1: where are we gonna- <laughs> this one actually made made an artist click for me okay um and uh so roy orbison is one of my my mom's favorite artists um mm. and i remember as a kid when i was like getting into music she bought me this Roy Orbison tape that was of course like all, all of the ballads and all the hits. Um, right. And, and I I didn't really connect with it. I didn't really dig it. Um, and then, um, driving around West Texas, you know, he's from Wink, Texas. Um, Mm. and, uh, there's a really wonderful Roy Orbison museum in town, um, that like, you know, it it ha- it's like uh, part of town hall and there's a list of phone numbers on the door and you have to call people in town to see like who picks up and will let you into the museum. Um, and then like inside they have Roy Orbison's sunglasses and they're just like, do you want to put them on? And like, <laughs> oh my God. It's this totally goofy thing. It's so funny. <laughs> um, and, and funny, uh, they have one of those like walls with bricks of donors listed on it. Um, and there's a really, there's a brick that has, uh, Chris Corsano, Northampton, Massachusetts, uh, on it. And I remember seeing that Amazing. and just thinking like that rips that, that yes. Chris is like, I guess a big enough Roy Orbison fan to have donated uh, enough to pay for a brick. Um, Amazing. But so, you know, I went to this museum just because it's out there, um, and ended up listening to a bunch of Roy Orbison music. Cause I knew I was like. This didn't connect when I was a kid. Um uh, maybe maybe it's time. And I drove all night is like latter day Roy Orbison, like mid eighties with this like insane, like new new wave um production value to it. Mm-hmm. And for what like the I don't know, it just hit. And <laughs> um if the lyrics are it, wildly creepy and like problematic and weird, but like it's a great song and i think um it just made me connect with what he's doing of being this like really amazing vocalist um Mm -hmm. who just like rocks the fuck out of a ballad and Mm -hmm. and that was my entry into the the rest of his catalog um and i think because of that i kind of prefer the the latter day like there was that um album that david lynch produced where he re-recorded his back catalog um mm-hmm. that i think is like brilliant and and yeah. it's like the sort of thing that you would you hear about it and it sounds kind of like why why would somebody do that but it's it's amazing like his his voice really like matured into something uh truly incredible and and now like i'm i'm like a huge Roy Orbison fan.
0: That's awesome. I yeah. I I don't remember when I when Roy Ar- Orbison clicked for me, but it's there is no voice like his voice. Yeah, no. no. and yeah, and I love on this song. I really love the sort of the the music and his voice in some ways almost feel at odds because like the music is just like this relentless sort of churning, yeah. and then he's just this like Phantom Angel vo- like over yeah. and it's
1: amazing. It's it's so beautiful. And like and like well, who sings like that? It's it's nuts. Um yeah. Roy Orbison does. Yeah, Roy Orbison <laughs> does. We got nobody else. Um yeah, so I Roy Orbison is like one of my all-time favorites. No That's
0: awesome. I
1: Yeah.
0: I want to go to that museum now. Really bad.
1: Oh dude, you you really got it. It's it's really something special. And and Wink is like you know, Wink is such a weird place. It's surrounded by all all country, like to the point where, like, um, like there there are oil fields on either side of Wink that have drained out from under the mm. earth, and the Wink is sinking slowly, slowly wow. into the ground. Um, it's nuts. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Putting it on Highly the list. Yeah, going <laughs> up the Wink. Uh,
0: that's great. Okay. Well, um, what? what are your favorite lyrics whether it's a song like a whole song a line from a song yeah what what's what's the one
1: yeah um for me that that's been hot water music trusty chords where there is this like kind of one liner um in the middle of it that's the chorus of like i hate this place but i love these chords where like of course you're like yeah man like um music that's the best but then (laughs) the the whole song is just and i think this might also just be like indicative of like where i'm at in my life right now that this song is is hitting that it's just like kind of about being like lonely and like trapped and like drinking too much and uh just like not really uh having a place and like it's really powerful and and just like obviously like hot water music it it just that's that's some ripping ass music <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah no it, it's it's always like when you're in those places because we've all been in those places like not yeah. specific, but you know like having i don't know i mean it's like almost cliche to not you know it's like but it's stuff like this makes you feel it's like okay it's like it's not just me like i'm not like it, it makes yeah. you feel less alone. And a again, it's like a cliche, cheesy thing, but it's legit. It's like so real, and yeah, um, it's always interesting too. Like when, because yeah, I have songs like that where it was like, if I, I don't know, it's certain parts of my life. Like those songs were the songs I needed, and then they became just these sort of, you know, like Mount Rushmore songs for me or whatever. Yeah. And it's and it's something that people, you know, I you know, you talk about, it, people are like what. It's like you no, know, yeah. Um, that's why I love this because it's like, yeah, who you know, who knew? But yeah. it does rip
1: though. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's so funny because it's like you know, it has this surface texture of just being like, yeah, this is just kind of like a kind <laughs> of like very masculine pop punk song. Like mm-hmm. it can't possibly be about that much or or be something so valuable, but mm-hmm. like. I you know I think they really hit something there and and like you live with these this music and and yeah, yeah. it becomes Mount Rushmore for you
0: and I'm I'm actually I'm gonna skip this question because I think because it's the, also the answer to the last question and so we can talk about it at the same time if I'm if I remember your answers right like the song you listen to the most is also is there's two it, it's the well, answer. It,
1: you know i put i put the song that i listened to the most as i kind of there were some of them where i just had to pick two and i was gonna pick which one i talked about okay. i talked about um, i guess
0: that's true because yeah for one of them you picked
1: like five <laughs> yeah yeah i the the one the song that means most uh oh, okay. i picked like five, and i'm just gonna pick one when we talk okay, about that perfect um, But um, yeah the song, go ahead
0: okay yeah so what is the song that you can or have listened to the most let's just go with that
1: um it's also a song that makes me cry uh Mm. is um, wonder years passing through a string screen door um you know this band
0: no i had never heard this was one i had never heard and i i it yeah it made me like it instantly made me feel things
1: (laughs) yeah oh yeah um (laughs) it's like you know it's like they're like early early uh uh 20 teens like pop punk Mm. um and this song is off their record greatest generation and like it, I think it came out in like 2010 or 2011. And since then it's just been that whole record is just like my favorite Mm -hmm. uh, pop punk record. Um, And that song in particular, it's just all about kind of like being a loser (laughs) and uh, like it's, it's about like being on tour and this thing of just like, um uh, like my cousins all have lives and people oh. who care about them. And I'm just like driving and like filthy and, uh, oh in God. these basements and like, it's, it's a lot, man. Yeah. <laughs> and and it, it is this thing of just like, you know, it really captures those moments where like I I've chosen this life and, um, I, I have no recourse <laughs> and it captures the moments of like that being really hard and, and in, in a big way. And I just, you know, there are a lot of moments like that. And so I listened mm-hmm. to this song a lot. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I, I relate to that. So, I mean, yeah, I'm sure a lot of people listening to this relate to that. Cause it's, I mean, I'm the yeah. same way. It's like, yeah, my sister is, you know, she's like a, a nurse practitioner and has this amazing, you know, and, I think, and I'm in this weird place where, and so as we're recording this, it's the beginning of November. This will probably come out in a month. But, like, I just have this exhibition at the biggest museum in town, which is the first time I feel like most of my family are like, oh my god, you're like a real... Like, you... This is... So, like, now I'm suddenly legit, at least for this minute, right? And it's... and And that's so like it feels really good but it's also but fuck man i've been like this other like for 30 years i've been killing myself
1: yeah Yeah. i mean this is this is the thing is that like what we do exists in such like a narrow band of the world Mm -hmm. and like it takes a you know these moments of other people recognizing like oh you're (laughs) this you're kind of doing a real thing and (laughs) uh and it and it comes so so late yeah Um, yeah 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 Yeah. and we don't get that many of those moments
0: no yeah so i'm savoring every fucking second of it because i know it's fleeting
1: (laughs) yeah well and but it is it's like that's huge that you got to do that that's amazing like you got interviewed by the fucking the oh the news station like that's that's wild and it's like it's of course well-deserved but like i know the feeling of like where were all of you when i did something that was like more meaningful or like right. you know more work or whatever the fuck
0: yeah yeah i mean yeah and it's it's a very yeah it's a very it's been a very surreal experience but you know right. that's yeah. most of what this life is in a lot of yeah. ways <laughs> <laughs> yeah um well okay what what is the last song that you completely fell in love with
1: um this is this is a weird one. Um I I found this song this summer. Um and I don't it's like it was something that like somebody from North Carolina that I know on Instagram like just posted like this is my friend's new song, check it out. And for whatever reason I I checked it out and uh the artist is Gay Meat. Um I don't know who they are. Uh but like and the discography is not there's like only a few records. Um, but the the song's lychee ice and it just it's like a perfect pop song. Like the tone of the guitar is amazing. Um, it has this thing of like these kind of um like switching out words, but like repeating the same melody and words, mm-hmm. but switching mm-hmm. out a word here and there that I really love. Um and it feels too short, which is great. <laughs> um, and like it just is like a really perfect song. Um, and I've been listening to it like over, I listened to it yesterday I, over <laughs> and over again. And uh, I don't know what it is, but I really, I just think it's a, a fantastic song and worth checking out.
0: Um, yeah. I Like I had never heard of this yeah. or anything. And I was immediately taken by it. Like there's something really endearing about it.
1: And yeah.
0: it's yeah, and and like you said, yeah, it leaves you. It's like the it's the first rule, man. Leave him wanting more.
1: Like, well, totally. totally. and it does it does a thing that I really love, where it's like he's singing about like all of these things, and they're all just like inside jokes and like references to his own life and his relationships mm-hmm. with his friends, and like it doesn't really make. It's like I don't know what lychee ice. I think it's like a, a cigarette. Oh, flavor or something (laughs) but like it's it's like you know the specificity of it allows Mm -hmm. you to like um kind of like gloss your own life onto it and i really like i love it when a songwriter does that well
0: yeah that's yeah i i have no idea what lychee ice is i didn't that i was thinking i was like oh is he talking about like a snow cone or something because that's yeah
1: <laughs> well, if you if you watch the music video there's like one little moment where he has like it's like a close-up on like it looks like a east of a, a, a vape pen or something that says lychee ice and i was like oh i guess that's what that is that's great oh, i love it yeah it's so funny
0: so yeah funny. i'm I'm really glad that you put this on i'm I'm very happy to have this song in my life and so I hope more people check it out um okay well we're we're in the home stretch here into the the two all big right. questions so Andrew Weathers, what is the song that means the most to you
1: oh yeah you know uh, I put a lot on here um and it uh it's hard to pick and I'm like i want to talk about them all but um I think uh, there's this artist, Hiroshi Sato, who was kind of um, like, I, I think he's he's uh, a little more well-known now than when I found this music. Um, he was kind of like Japanese city music, um, 80s and 90s. Um, there's a song uh, called Blue and Moody Music that I just really love. And it was something that I found on a a blog somewhere um, years ago and it just like lived on my phone forever and ever. (laughs) And like I listened to it a lot like driving around um, like driving around Southern California um, at a very like formative period that I think um, just like shaped my entire life. Um, (laughs) And like I don't listen to, to the song a lot you know Mm -hmm. um but it it really is um it is so tied to like a lot of like really meaningful happy stuff
0: yeah yeah it's 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 a it's a great song i love i'm a sucker for the lindrum all over that album yeah oh yeah (laughs) like but yeah that's cool i mean I, I love I, I don't have a whole lot to say about the songs I I really love it, but I'd love again, we all have songs like that where it's like there's this, you know, these formative periods of our lives where there was like one or two songs that are so like embody that. And it's and it's yeah. always really interesting too to revisit those things. And I don't know, like for me, I like I can use those things, especially like when I'm in a rough place. It's like okay let me put this on as a sort of reminder that it wasn't always this
1: fucked (laughs) shit yeah yeah that it's like no man like there have been good times and like to have music that is so um attached to those those good times is is really uh helpful and powerful
0: it's always interesting to like i think you know kind of going you know going back to what you were talking about you know like our families and stuff and people be like what the fuck is it you do i don't understand and but how like for some people and this isn't a judgment call at all but just like music isn't that big of a deal and they don't have those things and i always think about that of like god i can't even imagine like like where where you know where people look at me like you know my my sister or brother-in-law look at me like i'm like you're an alien it's the same thing the other way
1: (laughs) yeah yeah totally totally um, um yeah i mean these things it's um i don't know how anybody remembers anything yeah. without music Yeah, you know it's like that's the biggest trigger for me um to just like think about oh like this this shit happened
0: yeah that's a really good point i mean it, I, so many of my memories are tied to yeah yeah well, to wrap this all up, Andrew Weathers, thank you for doing this and being so yeah. open and honest. But what yeah. is what is your at least at this moment in time? What is your favorite song?
1: Um, the song "Merit" by the band The Progress. Um, they the Progress were like a a New Jersey pop punk band. Um, now now the the lead. Uh, guy in that band does a thing called Into It Over It, which I think is pretty well known. Um, Hmm. But there's a... The song Merit is like... You know, I... I, Especially in pop punk, I have a no slow songs rule that like I don't think anybody... Like, if you're a pop punk band, never write a slow song um, unless you are the progress. Um, Ah. And uh, it's like it's this really beautiful pretty short song that comes in the middle of this like rock like pretty rockin pop punk record um and it's just kind of like e guitars and vocals and um yeah. oh there, there's like a drum loop in there mm-hmm. and it's uh kind of melancholy and about it's you know this is all making me realize that all of my favorite songs are about music and touring (laughs) and like being kind of like a weird fuck up musician. (laughs) Um, And it's, this is all, this song is all about kind of like trying to, uh, um, like, like hold, hold your memories of people and, Mm -hmm. uh, like hang on to that and like acknowledge the the kind of like growth and and new changes in in the people that you love um
0: and, i gotta
1: i gotta listen to this whole record because i yeah
0: imagining this in the middle of like a bunch of like pop punk saw and stuff yeah.
1: wow it's like it's such a move and and like nobody yeah. can it's everybody fucks it up nobody does it right because you hear this <laughs> the uh slow song and you're like no dude like don't give me this like feeling stuff but like i think the uh the tone of it the shift is just really perfect and it's short Mm -hmm. but it and it hits really quick and it's not like melodramatic it is just like this it's just a feeling and and it's uh it's really wonderful and and like i think um a song, you know, it's like that song has been with me since high school. And um <laughs> the progress are like a band that I've come back to over and over again, and like it doesn't really get old. Like that the record merit is just amazing. And um and it's cool. I I think it's that's the standout song for me because it's so different. Mm-hmm. Um and Like it shows this kind of um, uh, um, interest in arrangement that I really appreciate of like a song doesn't have to be like, even though we're a guitar band, like we can do some other things with it. And um, Mm -hmm. it kind of like, I think if you're, uh, yeah, if, if one's familiar with Intuit over it, you're like, oh, yeah, that that's the progression. That's the link between these bands, you know
0: that's cool yeah i'm I'm gonna go listen to the whole thing i really loved how it's this was very like textural and yeah like it i never but it's still i mean it still has that sort of pop punk vibe to it but it, yeah. like it's again i i mean we, i feel like this keeps coming up like these things where it feels like this impossible combination but when people pull it off it's just magic
1: yeah it, it really is um and i have is this still in the patreon section
0: oh no we're we're out of the patreon section
1: yeah Yeah. i'm (laughs) gonna tell this um the, the uh yeah so i did my record fuck everybody you can do anything um like i constructed all of the lyrics from like from oscar songs from drake songs uh and a bunch of progress songs including this song Merit. um and a, a few months ago uh the i can't remember his name i, I feel like a jerk but the the singer of of Intuit Over It and the Progress you know me and was like hey man like i saw that you like i love this record and then i realized you shouted out uh the progress <laughs> and i and I, I i was really i was like kind of blown away because i never would have thought that it would have found his way its way to him and i wrote this email that i and and he he's like uh you know this i love this stuff maybe like we can do some music together and that wow. was like amazing because yeah. i would love to um produce a, a record with him or so, any, anything really <laughs> um and i think that he didn't realize that uh like I actually just ripped off all of his lyrics. And and so I wrote an email that was like, man, thank you so much music. Like, uh, I, I like use your lyrics and like, it's these, they're so meaningful to me. And like, you know, I, I'm just kind of like, I never would have anticipated, uh, you actually hearing this music. Um, and I think maybe he didn't realize that I was using his lyrics and he never wrote me back after that. And, (laughs) That's okay. Oh, I get man. that. I I never asked. I didn't ask for permission, and like because it's just like I'm just like some chud. Like I, no one's ever gonna hear this. Um, <laughs> and uh, but if if he does, you know, I, you know, maybe maybe that'll uh, come back around one day.
0: That's amazing. That is like the as per, uh, the perfect story to end this on. I don't know. Okay. I, I'm I need to. I don't. I don't know if I've heard that record. Mm, yeah. i to go. I'll have to go look it up after we. Oh, yes.
1: Yeah, I think that, w- that came out in 2015 when Foxy was... Uh, oh, yeah, that was on- in my...
0: <clears throat> that was when I'd gone to ground.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a a much-deserved break. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. Wish it had been in better circumstances, but we won't bore the listeners with that. Um, well, <clears throat> like I said, that is a perfect story to end this on. So, yeah, um, a cardinal with the sign of blood is out now on full spectrum. I'm assuming he's on full spectrum
1: yeah um, yeah it's on a false spectrum. uh
0: what anything else coming up in the next couple months you want to plug
1: um you know i i'm having this like rush of records coming out uh at the end of the year uh which is kind of cool um there's i have a solo saxophone tape out on sound halls in a couple weeks um or it's probably out now by the time anybody hears it um <laughs> There's a, a a quartet record with me, Jason Kahn, Gretchen Korsmo, and AF Jones that um wow. is out on personal archives, um, which I'm really proud of, really stoked about. Um and yeah, that's 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 the brunt of it. There I'm always releasing music, too much music, but there there's more. Um yeah. but Cardinal is the big one, you know?
0: Yeah. Uh, solidarity. I'm always re- yeah. re- releasing too much music. Um, and I'll never stop. (laughs) All right. Well, everybody stay tuned and Andrew, thank you for taking the time.
1: Anytime, man. I I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Brad.
0: Once again, thank you to Andrew Weathers for hanging out, talking about some songs. (laughs) It was awesome. Um, you can you you gotta hear Cardinal The Sign of Blood. Uh, check out his website. He's got he's got like he said he's got so many things coming out. Full Spectrum. All those links are in the show notes. There is a link to all of his picks in the show notes as well, which it is a pretty damn fun little mix. Um, and yeah, that's that's it for this week. Thanks as always for listening. You can support Songs for Our Lives and Foxy Digitalis on Patreon. Patreon.com/slash/FoxyDigitalis uh, you get extra an extra section for each episode. You get them a week early, um, plus a bunch of other stuff. And, you know, if you don't want to throw any money at that and join the Patreon, which is, you know, totally understandable, at least take some of that money and maybe go buy one of Andrew's records. Um, otherwise, you know where to find me, zone. whatever social media, at, holler at me, send me an email, send me a voicemail, do Whatever. And while you're doing it, listen to whatever the hell you want.